Hello and welcome to A Word for This Day podcast. I'm Jory Schaefer, the show's host and creator, and I'm just so thankful that you chose to download and listen today. Welcome back to all you regular listeners, and hello and welcome to anyone who's new. Um, The Lord just keeps blessing us with people who are dropping in to listen for the first time, and um, I'm thankful you're here. I've prayed for you all today as usual, and I continue to pray that the Lord will um, just draw you closer to Him as you spend this intentional time thinking about His Word. And I want to remind you, don't let this be the only time you think about His Word today. This is just a little bit of a coaching session. Uh, Consider it that. And then you go spend time in the Word. You and the Lord spend time together and... um, just you will see how he will bless you and how you he will grow you in your walk and we're going to talk about that today somewhat um and i just continue to pray that he gives you more of that hunger and thirst for him and for time with him um this is the truth that we're talking about friends when we talk about god's word um psalm 9, uh, 119 160 says the sum of all of your word is truth And oh my, doesn't the world need truth today? It truly is a dark and dying world, uh, friends. But we know the light. We have the light. We're children of the light, children of the day, as 1 Thessalonians says. And um, so we need to know. We need to know more of this so we can share it. So that um, as we hide his word or store up his word in our heart and we're um, interacting with other people, whether it's our family members or our co-workers or um, the teller at the bank or the person checking out your uh, checking you out at the grocery store or the auto mechanic or anybody you come across so that this um, living word this this treasure that we have inside of us will just splash out all over them and so that they will know more about our Lord Jesus and want to be drawn closer to him and if they do know him so that they'll want to be encouraged uh, please remember just to share with your friends and families and loved ones and just anyone that you think could benefit from um, having this intentional time in his word well here we are on April the 1st 2022 and we are in first thessalonians chapter 4 verse 1 and it reads as follows from the english standard version finally then brothers we ask and urge you in the lord jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please god just as you were doing that you do so more and more oh my goodness there's so much stuff here. I'm so excited to jump in this with you today. But I just, um, this thought ran uh, through my mind as I was saying April the 1st, you know, here in the United States, uh, that's considered April Fool's Day. Um, but I want to remind you that the scripture says, the fool says in his heart, there is no God. So we are not saying that. We are not uh, going to be fools today. So we find ourselves back in Paul's letter to the Thessalonian church. Oh, and I love this letter. Of course, you know, I love all the words and all the verses, but this letter is such an encouragement. Um, And so it's a, a short letter of five chapters, and I would invite you to sit down and read it from uh, beginning to end. 
Um, if you can do that today or sometime this weekend and just um, get the flow of thought that Paul had as he was writing this letter to this church. And it's good to do that with all the letters. You know, the longer letters like Romans and Corinthians and uh, Hebrews it and, of course, the gospel and Revelation, it's hard to sit down in one sitting and do that but most of the other letters you can do that and it makes such a difference when you're looking at t context and trying to get the big picture about what's going on and um what the intent behind the letter was um and then it's much uh, makes it much easier in some ways to see how it applies to our lives because we know that all the scripture uh, was inspired by God. It's Holy Spirit inspired, and we know that it's profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be complete and equipped for every good work. That's all scripture, and we read that in Second uh, Timothy three sixteen and 17. Um, so it's important for us to know about this. We know that the Apostle Paul wrote it because he says in First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 1, Paul, Silvanus, which is the same as Silas, and Timothy, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace to you and peace. So the Apostle Paul wrote this along with 12 other letters in the uh, New Testament. And um, we know that Paul was there on his second missionary journey. Uh, we read about that in Acts chapter 17. And it says, now when, beginning in verse 1, now when they had passed through Amphipolis and Apollonia, they came to Thessalonica, where there was a synagogue of the Jews. And Paul went in, as was his custom, and on three Sabbath days he reasoned with them from the Scriptures, explaining and proving that it was necessary for the Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead, and saying, this Jesus, whom I proclaim to you, is the Christ. And some of them were persuaded and joined Paul and Silas as did a great number, I'm sorry, a great many of the devout Greeks and not a few of the leading women. But the Jews were jealous and taking some wicked men of the rabble, they formed a mob, set the city in an uproar and attacked the house of Jason, seeking to bring them out of the crowd, out to the crowd. And when they could not find them, they dragged Jason and some of the brothers before the city authorities, shouting, These men who have turned the world upside down have come here also. And Jason has received them, and they are all acting against the decrees of Caesar, saying that there is another king, Jesus. And the people in the city authorities were disturbed when they heard these things, and when they had taken money as, as security from Jason and the rest, they let them go. The brothers immediately sent Paul and Silas away by night to Berea, and when they arrived, they went into the Jewish synagogue. Now these Jews were more noble than those in Thessalonica. They received the word with all eagerness, examining the scriptures daily to see if these things were so. Many of them therefore believed with not a few Greek women of high standing as well as men. And it goes on to talk about in this 17th chapter of Acts about how um, some of the Jews followed on them to set, let the, I can't speak, uh, Thessalonica and stirred up trouble then. And you know, that reminds me today. It's like people um, seek out Christians and believers and this you will find in, in 
modern day headlines today. It's just like they can't leave them alone. They can't stay in their spot and just deal with their own thing. They have to seek them out and go other places and cause trouble. Um, and that's what was going on here. But there was trouble in Berea, and so the brothers sent Paul off on his way, but Silas and Timony, Timothy stayed there. Paul went to Athens and um, and then later went on back to Corinth, and it's thought that it's from Corinth that he wrote this letter to the Thessalonians. He got worried about um, the people there and uh, sent Timothy back to check on them, and you read that in this letter to the Thessalonians. Thessalonica is a city in um, what we know of as Greece. It was then Macedonia, and it was um, one of the major cities. And as I mentioned, Paul had traveled about, he had traveled from Philippi to Macedonia. And I forgot to tell you this in Acts chapter 16. Um, beginning in verse 6, it says, um, And they went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. And when they had come up to Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. A man of Macedonia was standing there, urging him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And when Paul had seen the vision, immediately we sought to go on to Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to, to them. And from there, that's when they went on um, through Philippi and Amphipolis and Apollonia and then on to um, Thessalonica. And every time I read about Macedonia, and when I read this in Acts chapter 16, I think of that verse from the old hymn. And uh, for those of you who grew up in churches where you sang old hymns and where you still sing uh, hymns, there's a verse in uh, Send the Light that says, We have heard the Macedonian call today, send the light. And that's what this, I think they picked this verse as an inspiration for that song. And then, as I mentioned before, later in First Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 5, Paul had told the Thessalonians, You are all children of the light, children of the day. We are not of the night or of the darkness. And so um, they brought the light to those Thessalonians. They brought that gospel of Jesus who said um, that he is the light of the world. And I just love that. As I mentioned, Paul was very concerned, but he had such an encouragement for the uh, for the believers at Thessalonica. Um, we see him starting off in the beginning in chapter 1 of this just um, as an encouragement and fond remembrance. And this is a little in contrast. You know, we've been in Galatians. We, we had several verses in Galatians at the end of March. And as I told you there, Paul was uh, did not have a commendation for them. He was... Um, he just felt this urge to tell them, you have turned the wrong way, you get back. Um, who has bewitched you, you foolish Galatians, you know. But this one, I love this. In First Thessalonians chapter 1, verse 2, he says, We give thanks to God always for all of you, constantly remember, mentioning you in our prayers, remembering for God, before God and Father your work of faith, and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. 
Oh, friends, I pray that when people see us, um, that they will uh, remember our work of faith, labor of love, and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus. And as we study His Word and we share His Word and live His Word, I think um, that will uh, be shown in our lives. And it says in verse 4, For we know, brothers, loved by God, that He has chosen you because our gospel came to you not only in word, but also in power and in the Holy Spirit and with full conviction. You know what kind of men we proved to be among you, and you became imitators of us and of the Lord, for you received the word in much affliction with the joy of the Holy Spirit, so that you became an example to all the believers in Macedonia and in Achaia. For not only has the word of the Lord sounded forth from you in Macedonia and Achaia, but your faith in God has gone forth everywhere, so that we need not say anything. For they themselves report um, concerning us the kind of reception we had among you and how you turned to God from idols to serve the living and true God and to wait for his Son from heaven, whom he raised from the dead, Jesus, who delivers us from the wrath to come. So Paul had such an encouragement and fond remembrance. And then he goes on and recounts some of his ministry uh, to the Thessalonians there and how much he longed to go back and see them again and hoped that he would able be, uh, to be able to. And then I love in chapter 3, verse 1, where he says, When I could bear it lo no longer, we were willing to be left behind at Athens alone, and we sent Timothy, our brother and God's co-worker in the gospel of Christ, to establish and exhort you in your faith that no one be moved by these afflictions. So they were being persecuted because of their faith and uh, Paul was worried about them he didn't want them to turn away and and so he was so concerned about them that he sent uh, Timothy back to check on them to encourage and then Timothy came back and told Paul yes they are standing firm he says in verse 6 but now Timothy has come to us from you and has brought us the good news of your faith and love and reported that you always remember us kindly and long to see us as we long to see you for this reason brothers in all our distress and affliction we have been comforted about you through your faith so i love that so even though they were suffering for the gospel just like paul and and the others they were standing firm it sounds like and so paul wanted to continue to encourage them and that's what we see um as he goes through the end of verse three into i'm sorry chapter three into our verse for the day it's so uh, in First Thessalonians three eleven, it says, Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus direct our way to you, and may the Lord make you increase and abound in love for one another and for all as we do for you, so that he may establish your hearts blameless in holiness before our God and Father at the coming of our Lord Jesus with all his saints. And then in verse 4, I'm sorry, chapter 4, verse 1, which is our verse for the day, Finally, then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you received from us how you ought to walk and to please God just as you were doing, that you do so more and more. So Paul was just giving this, them this exhortation to um, uh, do what he had taught them, just what he had received from the Lord Jesus that he was given to them how um, they ought to walk we'll start with that part and then we'll get to the pleasing god part but um 
how is it that we're supposed to walk? Well, Paul had told them in Philippians, had told the Philippians, uh, what you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace be with you. And it's important to know that people are watching us. Um, they, they watch us, they listen to our words, they watch how we live. And that's why it's so important for us to be in the word, to study the word, to live the word and then to share the word. And then we look in Colossians chapter uh, 2 verse 6 and Paul had told the Colossian church, therefore as you received Christ Jesus the Lord, so walk in him, rooted and built up in him and established in the faith, just as you were taught, abounding in thanksgiving. So the way that we know more is that we're in the word and then we're thankful. Um, and then in Ephesians chapter 4, when uh, Paul, he gave this message, it seems to just about everybody. Um, it says in chapter 4, verse 1, I therefore, a prisoner for, for the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you have called, have been called with all humility and gentleness and patience, bearing with one another in love eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. And do you catch that? Um, some of those things that were mentioned um, that we find in the Spirit are fruit of the Spirit. Um, that love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, goodness, faithfulness, and self-control. And we read about that in Galatians five twenty-two and 23. And then um, we read in Colossians chapter 1, this is a prayer that we've read several times, but I love this. Uh, Paul prayed for the Colossian believers, and he said, And from the day we heard, we have not ceased to pray for you, um, asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding, so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. And again, the way we do that is that we're spending time with him and we're in his word. And then if we look in First John chapter 3, verse um, beginning in verse 7, it says, nope, chapter 4, verse 7, it says, Beloved, let us love one another, for love is from God, and whoever loves has been born of God and knows God. Anyone who does not love does not know God, because God is love. In this the love of God was made manifest among us, that God sent his only Son into the world, so that we might live through him. In this is love, not that we have loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son to be the propitiation for our sins. Beloved, if God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. That's how we're to walk. We're walking as we ought by loving one another. And then if we get to 1 Corinthians chapter 13, that um, wonderful chapter about love that Paul wrote to the Corinthian church, he says, um, if I speak in the tongues of men and of angels, but have not love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but have not love, I am nothing. If I give away all I have, and if I deliver up my body to be burned, but have not love, I gain nothing. 
Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. I love that. So, um... Back in our verse for the day, finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that you, uh, that as you receive from us how you ought to walk, and how do we walk, friends? We walk in love. We walk in the example that the Lord Jesus gave uh, uh, us in his life, um, and to please God just as you are doing. So how can we please God? Well, we love, we obey his commands, we obey his word. But it all hinges on this that we find, I think, in Hebrews 11, uh, verse 6, it says, And without faith, it is impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. It's all We've said this over and over again in this podcast. It's all about the faith. It's not about the doing. It's not about being good enough. It's not about uh, trying our hardest. It's first acknowledging who he is and knowing that we are sinners in front of a holy God and believing that he sent his son Jesus to die for our sins and pay the penalty for our sins by offering himself as a sacrifice for that payment and then accepting of what he did for us and turning away from our past sins and then walking in this newness of life. And he allows us and and he equips us to do that because he gives us his Holy Spirit that lives inside us. And, you know, we talk about uh, without faith, it's impossible to please him. And then the next question comes to, to my mind. Well, how do I, how do I increase my faith? I mean, how do we make that bigger um you know in uh, luke's chapter 17 verse 5 we read that the apostles asked the lord to increase their faith it says um the apostles said to the lord increase our faith and the lord said if you had faith like a grain of mustard seed you could say to this mulberry tree be uprooted and planted in the sea and it would obey you and then um, one of the other really um, just honest stories um, found in Mark's gospel was about a dad who healed, who came to Jesus with his son who was possessed by a demon. We read that in Mark chapter 9. And he told Jesus that he had brought uh, the his uh, son to the disciples and they were unable to, unable to cast out the demon. Um, and Jesus said in Mark nine nineteen, he said, and he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? Did you see that? O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him, and when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy, and he fell on the ground and rolled about, foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, How long has this been happening to him? And he said, From childhood. And it has often cast him into the into fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible for one who believes. 
Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. Whew, I feel that way sometimes, don't you? I, I, I wonder to myself, how can, I, how can my faith be increased? I believe. I want to believe more. I want to have that faith that moves mountains. And um, we read in Romans chapter 4, when Paul was writing to the um, uh, to the Roman believers there, and he was talking to them about Abraham. And he says in chapter 4, verse 20, he says, No unbelief made him waver, and he's talking about Abraham, concerning the promise of God. But he grew strong in his faith as he gave glory to God. There's a key, friends. We grow stronger as we give all the glory to God, as we turn it all back to him, as we give that thanksgiving, as we uh, walk in the way that he's um, shown us to walk in his word, as we... Um, walk by the Spirit, as we're led by the Spirit and not by the desires of our sinful flesh, as we ask Him to come in and guide us and show us and direct us. He's so faithful to do that. and But that's how our faith grows. We start with giving glory to the one who deserves it, and um, and that just grows our faith because everything does come from Him. We came from Him. He created us. He, In Him, everything lives and moves and has its being. Um, and it's all for His glory. So, um, winding up with our verse for the day again. Finally then, brothers, we ask and urge you in the Lord Jesus that as you receive from us how you ought to walk. And we've talked about that today. Um, and to please God, just as you are doing, that you do so more and more. And I would encourage that same uh, thing to you. I love the way the New American Standard uh, Version was translated with this verse. It says that you excel still more. So you excel in walking as you ought to walk uh, with the Lord Jesus, that you excel in trying to please him. And how do we do that? We have faith because without faith, it's impossible to please God. We abide in him. And how do we abide in him? We are in his word. We read God's word. We study God's word. We live God's word. We share God's word. And we love friends. Um, that's, you know, we've read over and over again about, uh, the greatest commandment, Jesus mentioned this, that the first was to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, your mind, and your strength. And the second is like it, to love your neighbor as yourself. And if we do that, everything else falls into place. I'm going to leave you with this uh, blessing from Ephesians chapter 3, verse 20. Now to him who is able to do far more abundantly... Then all we ask or think, according to the power at work within us, to Him be glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Blessings to you, friends. Until next time.